0: we Everybody, and welcome back to the A-Show with the Kings, the pro wrestling podcast. I'm Justin, here with Mills. What's going on, Mills?
1: Listen, man. What a week, huh? What a what, week. What a week. I mean... Listen, I only have one thing. First of all, first of all, I only have one thing I want to play. Hold on.
2: I don't lose. I never lose. I win. Always. Listen...
1: <laughs> i feel like that's not just him i feel like that's just us too because <laughs>
0: yeah 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 I, this has I been be- the most i just think in the terms of the last two years or even just the year of this show i can't think of one man that has we we meals in 2018 we wrote the guy off we said this is it we said this pretty is pretty much yeah
1: I mean AEW didn't exist so we ain't know what the I feel well I always felt like he was going to come back but right. yes he, he was, was he, it was done for he was getting choked out by UFC fighters all types of very he was in he was in a in a big legal
0: battle with his own best friend you know he was down bad we had Greg we had uh Ernest Wilkins we 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 let him go we we put the message in a bottle and, and put it in the water and then in the last year we've talked we he's back in the in the general consciousness and of course we're talking about C M Punk, but we're gonna talk a lot about CM Punk on this episode of the A show. Um but first off, how you know, how was Thanksgiving? How was Thanksgiving?
1: Thanksgiving was cool. I ate well, that's all I can say. I think uh and I watched Squid Games the Challenge, which is a great uh reality Unhinged show.
0: Unhinged show. I watched the first Did episode you-
1: You watched it. Oh, you got to watch the rest. You got to watch the
0: rest. I don't know if you watched the show completely missed the point of the series. Just period. That's my thing. It missed the point of the actual TV show. Like it's a a reality competition show. Okay. That doesn't mean that it didn't miss the point of the actual TV show. The actual TV show is absolutely against capitalism and, and what it makes us do. Exactly. This
1: has been this is Netflix and (laughs) and capitalism is right hand in hand with Netflix.
0: It's almost it's it's you just admit that it that it's kind of it's kind of icky. Um, I don't know. I hadn't
1: really thought of that. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. It's been a long time since I watched Squid Games, so I hadn't really thought of that. All I was thinking about was the reality competition aspect. So my brain goes into the challenge slash Big Brother slash Survivor mode. So when I watch that, I watch it as purely a reality TV competition. So watching the various ways people get eliminated and the various like them having to like feign death to me was very, very funny <laughs> and dramatic and intense. Um, but how was your Thanksgiving?
0: It was cool. It was light. It's in terms of me cooking, like I said last week, um, had a smoked turkey for the first time. This It was immaculate. Uh Ooh, okay. Didn't do too much shopping. Didn't do too much shopping though. I well I I bought I, I, just,
1: I bought some new Nike shit and uh oh,
0: some okay. other stuff. Can't hide money.
1: This is brother, listen. Can't, i gotta give you a light one
0: right there. I can't hide money. Thanks for the light one because it's very, yeah. very light. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on. But uh I we got a lot to talk about on the show. And I'll be remiss to actually talk about these things without um, bringing in our guest, who was actually the last, I think this is the last Royal Rumble pool winner that, that um, we we got to get to this year, right?
1: I mean, we've only had two. We had one pretty early in the year. The This is actually an embarrassment to us of how late this is actually coming. <laughs> but listen, better late than never. At least it's not December yet, right? Um, mm. <laughs> it's almost Rumble time to be on Cody announced himself for the 2024 Royal Rumble, so the fact we're still doing Royal Rumble pools is just like it's embarrassing on us. But we have a very special guest on the A Show this week. Now, none, none other than 2023 Royal Rumble Pool Bitter Mike. Welcome to the show. Just welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> glad to be here. Who helped? Who, who helped you get here?
2: Color. Yeah, who helped you get uh, here? Mommy. Or oh. Hey. Yeah, came in number one and dominated. <laughs> That's nuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of insane. Wait, it was number one and number 31 this year, right? I believe so,
2: yeah. That's
1: crazy. All right. Well, listen, we'll have a lot to recap. In a couple of weeks, because we're going to do our top 20 of 2023, as many have probably guessed that's coming this year. But want to get a little before we get into things that happen on the show, just kind of want to get into your background. You know, where are you from? When did you start watching wrestling? How did you discover the A-Show? Yeah, let's
2: take it from there. Yeah, um, I'm from, you know, right outside of Chicago, the south suburbs. Uh, I started watching wrestling I had to be about seven, eight years old. Like, you know, uh, I really first got introduced to it because my friend would bring the, do you remember the WWE magazines? Yeah. Bring them to school. And so, like, that's what I really got into. And I started, like, watching it. But I had to sneak watch it because my mother didn't want me watching it. But to my surprise, I found that she watched it. She just didn't want me watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. You know what? I respect it. (laughs) <laughs> she knew what but it was what, what what years was this it, by the way this was probably 2001 okay yeah i, I wouldn't want had, you yes. yeah nah. and then <laughs> it's good. funny because yeah what happened
0: 2001 was good good
1: year <laughs> gravy gold matches people still being hit by cars uh uh the Vince McMahon making Tristratus walk around like a dog. Like, yeah, various things you probably shouldn't. Yeah, no. Okay. We'll go on.
2: Yeah, uh, but it's funny. I, but eventually she caught me sneaking watching it, so she just let me do it. So, which was ironically, actually coincidentally, was John Cena's debut. So. Listen. That's history, a pretty big right? moment for me. Yeah,
1: Have you ever gone to any shows in the Chicago area?
2: Yeah. Like. I have. I was at the Christmas show last year.
1: Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah, some... any yeah. any any you. AEW any AEW shows? <laughs> They're out there every week. <laughs> they out there. <laughs> I have better I have,
2: I have better time. I have better things to do on my Wednesday nights. <laughs> hey, that's what we love to hear.
0: <laughs> oh my god. But I mean, let's let's, you know, Get right into it. You know we have we have we got a lot to talk about, and I and I want to absolutely.
1: Thank you. You're not the only one who has better things to do on Wednesday nights. Now,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of people have better things to do. Uh, we had a we had a pretty big pay per view that, uh, of course, being Survivor Series that I've been kind of ruminating on for the past couple of days in terms of just how I liked it. I actually, went back and watched it a second time. Actually, on the shorter end of a lot of WWE shows, if you can believe it. Actually, like it's like three hours flat, which it is. Was- me. I blame no Roman. Ah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true.
1: I blame yeah. no Roman. Roman is at least a, a thirty-five minute spectacle. Except, yeah. I guess, if you're going up against La Knight,
0: <laughs> it's about twenty. <laughs> uh, what, 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 are your, what are your feelings on that? La, LA Knight, La seeming to be a little bit cooled down. I think we expected that, right? We, we expected him to, to have a highest high, and then, like, kind of after the Roman match, he'd be kind of like. It, it seemed like after Cody came out with him two weeks ago, it was like, all right, buddy, get a little more to the right.
1: <laughs> I feel like there's so much more important things going on on SmackDown that well, actually, I don't even know. It feels very like the whole L.A. Night thing felt reactionary because of the response to the things. So I'm not surprised that there's no actual like long term like go around that like how this thing actually works. So, him being, like, in the mix, but, like, not really in the mix, I'm not really surprised with, because it didn't really seem like there was any long-term kind of, like, game going with this. This was purely the people like cheering for, I guess we're going to go with, I mean, we ain't got no one else for Crown Jewel. Can't do Brock again, um, as much as I'm sure they wanted to. Um, but, yeah, it's a...
2: I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. What about you, Mike? What do you think about that? It definitely definitely felt like it definitely felt like a, uh, well, they heard heard the reaction. They were just kind of like, well, let's test it out and see what we got. But like, uh, I agree. Like, uh, I don't really not that I don't see it for him, but at this time right now, it's not really much room for him in that space.
1: It's not about him right now.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It, It really isn't.
1: Like, with, with everything going on, um, with Randy Orton returning, with CM Punk returning, with probably a myriad of other stars, I think LA Knight, to be honest with you, I feel like he's where he's supposed to be. To be honest with you, right now, let him rock where he's at right now. I don't even remember what he yeah. did on Thursday. but
0: uh, he, He's at the merch stand right now, selling, selling oh. merch. <laughs> hey, man, Cody did it too. You know what I'm saying? Fifty percent off, yeah. <laughs> um, shop zone. this is a shop zone hawker. Yeah, he's got a lot of skills in in, in, in slinging stuff. I mean, remember he had been on commercials with Ric Flair. I think he was slinging dick pills at some point. One of them.
1: This is a. <laughs> Gosh, so that's experience crazy. with this. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, as far as far as Survivor, as far as Survivor Series, I felt like it was a. I felt like it was. Definitely top three of the year. I would say top three of the year in terms of WWE pay-per-views. And I think yeah. it was sandwiched by two really good war games matches. Um yeah. felt you know, it, it could be a little bit by the books in, in in some of them, but also I felt like both of them had moments which uh, will forever define the match. And that's kind of what you want a long-lasting thing out of these war games matches that kind of like are just like violence after violence after violence. So I love both of those. And the undercard wasn't bad either, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I thought the women the women were stupid. And I was ready to be like, yo, this is going to be match of the night. There's that's no my way favorite one. I, I was ready to say that there's no way the men could beat it. I feel like there's an argument for both, though. I feel like if you... Mm. Watch the men's one, there was, they both had really great stories to me, but I think that the way that they did the Orton return was really, really masterful. I thought that it was good. The way he came out, I mean, you, you notice like he took no bumps. You know what I mean? He came out, he played the hits and it was, it was almost like everybody in there was having a blast. Like everyone was having fun from <laughs> that point on. Um, the, the women's one felt like a fight though. That felt like a real fight. They were fucking each other up in those, in those cages.
1: That's what I loved about it. I mean, Shotzi taking like spinning back trash can to the head, like the 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 elbow drops, the, the 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 weaponry, everything like that. That's why I think I like the women's one a little bit more, um, because it did feel like to me. Again, the men's war games one was good, but it also felt like all right, Randy's here, <laughs> like, um, like it's 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 up, like. <laughs> But this one, I felt like a little bit more to the side, and then with Bailey taking the fall as well, I thought that was also perfect. Like it was, it I don't know. There's something about the War Games match; it was really, really good this year. It was, just, and then watching the visual of them kind of like also on the top of the cage with one another, just kind of celebrating, it was great. Um, Charlotte and Becky seem to be friends again, which is great for me. I love that part. Um. And uh, yeah, I just I think I prefer the women's war games match to the men's one. Not to say that one was bad, but I definitely do prefer that first one.
2: What about you? I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, I think, though, for me, I put the men's one over, I think, just off the spectacle of it all. Like even without the return at the end, just like you said, Randy coming back and both were really, really story. Both really pushed their stories further as far as like uh, with them not knowing. When Randy was coming back the whole night, uh, Jay's just kind of uh, being worried about how Randy will react when he sees him. And then they even have that little moment where Randy tells him like I, I didn't forget," but then Jay kind of saves him. So you kind of see like you kind of see like uh, just uh, how Randy sees Jay might have changed. But like the like you said, the women's one is just a real. It was just a real fight. Like they were going they were going crazy and ready to just kill each other.
0: Yeah, and 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 I think that, I mean, whether, you know, your your mileage may vary on on how you feel about these the WWE version of war games matches. Uh, they, you know, they they've they've established quite a few of them in, in just a short amount of time that they've been doing them. But I I think that they've kind of mastered their concept of it and getting the drama out. Of course, you're always going to have somebody that refuses to get inside the cage. They're going to pull the weapons from under the ring. You know, you're going to get those things. But what helped that out was that Chicago crowd. I've never. Seen them hotter for a WWE show than this. And I mean, we have to talk about the chance. The chance were throughout the night, but I think that the the fans really managed them really well, especially those that did not think that he was going to be there. Because, uh, and let's be real, none of us thought he was going to be there, right? I mean, I hoped he was going to be there.
1: <laughs> but me, as far as knowing that he's going to be there, no. Even the people who, I guess, have more... Um, more things involved I guess didn't really know he was going to be there like it, it was kind of crazy
2: I didn't think he would be there but just part of me it was a part of me that in the back of my head was like well what if he was though and then I you know like you can never you can never know that the show is over until it goes to black cuz you see the little credits in the side and you just have to you just have to sit there and wait but part of so, but part of me knew just I felt like something was going to happen I just didn't expect it to be that or want it to be that, but
0: you know, you know what was crazy—the pan out to the crowd. I was like, they never ever pan out to the crowd to end the show. It's always on the faces. It's always on the faces of the people who won, right? And I was like, right. I took my dogs out to go pee. I came back in the house. I was like, okay, so when is Randy gonna RKO Jay? When is Randy gonna RKO? Yeah, that's I
2: was. That's what I was expecting as well. I'm sitting there like, okay, they're gonna win. They're gonna put their hands up. They're all gonna separate, and Randy just gonna strike Jay out of nowhere. But yeah. it's the, the I didn't out, move. <laughs> like, I didn't, like, so there's a part
1: of me that was very, I say that I'm hopeful, right? Like, there's part of me that's, like, hopeful that this thing is going to happen. So I'm sitting on the edge of my bed, I'm watching the end of the match, and I do see the pan out, right? And, like, something told me, do not go anywhere, don't turn Peacock off. Like, because, you know, usually they'll be like, oh, press conference up next, something along those lines. But something told me, don't turn it off. And it was that pan from the crowd. And then the eventual, like... And, and WWE does this thing so well. Like, instead of it being, like, so telegraphed, like, in the ring, right? It's this pan out. You kind of get to see um, his all the visuals of his theme hit, the music hit, and then you can kind of see the live reaction of the crowd in in thing. I think they pulled out so they get that full, good, live reaction of the crowd. And that's kind of like WWE's, like, on... on you know on 10 with their like production of their shows like they they really killed it with that kind of like entrance of it
0: and let me be clear i'm glad they released the michael cole footage two days after because that motherfucker absolutely knew it was going to happen because when <laughs> when the static have you seen that video when the static hits i've seen it yeah he's like oh we got them niggas now he hit He hit his finger <laughs> <laughs> he, hit the, he hit the finger and then right, the crowd I popped i was like oh wow he he knew and and, and yeah. Graves, people were looking at Graves like Graves was being petty. I was like, no, Graves was taking it in. <laughs> Graves wasn't hating. He was. He looked like he was taking it all in. Like he was not hating on that shit at all. Like it looked like he was like, well, he's fucking back. It's like, that. really happening. But CM Punk walks out. I'm in my. In my I'm in my house. Like what? I've, I said what? Maybe twenty five times. Like I, <laughs> I, I couldn't fucking move. I didn't sit down. No lie, I did not sit down. Until 30 minutes after the show ended. I was I was up walk pacing, walking around. I was like, I can't believe this shit happened. Because we talked about punk. We you know, we love to put the idols, become rivals on instrumental under what you know, what's going on. And the AEW thing is a cautionary tale of how you can drive a, a superstar crazy, right? How you can drive someone to want to physically hurt someone, and there was no winners in that situation. We we held everyone equally as, as as accountable as, you know, the other. But to give this man and we'll talk about the promo later, to give this man the chance to rewrite the narrative and get the hero's welcome three months after he did what he did, is really some they, they really let a nuts hang, right? It I mean there's a there's
1: so we're we're all right, we're moving on from the pay per view, I'm assuming <laughs>
0: no, here's my thing because like if
1: I get into it, if I get into it, I'm, yeah, if I get into it, we're gonna get into it because yeah, the paper I
0: the pay per view is great. I've watched it twice. I think it was one of my favorite of the year. Um, D- Dragon Lee versus Santos. If if none of the war games were my matches of the night, it would be the, either be that or the mismatch. Uh Rhea and Zoe, Rhea and Zoe had, um, a, a, they, they had a great, match. yeah, they had a great sprint. I, I, it wasn't bad. It wasn't the greatest thing ever. The, the pay per view was fantastic. I thought it was really good. But CM Punk comes out. I want to. I want. I, I want to I be clear. I want to be clear here too. Like I don't think that that overshadows the show. I think it enhanced the show. I think knowing that moment's going to happen on the show makes the show to me way more worth it. Worth. But the you walk. didn't know it was going to happen.
1: That's the amazing part about it, right? Like nothing is kept secret in wrestling anymore. Like we knew Randy the this, and and I say this in terms of like we talked after the show, and I was like. The Randy Orton thing was absolutely the smokescreen for all of this. And that is how you kind of like keep a surprise, right? They kind of had to keep a surprise under a surprise. Like mm-hmm. the it, it's the Randy Orton kind of like news and we've known for weeks that Randy Orton is going to come back to WWE and he's going to be a thing and then they announce it on the show and everyone's reporting, "Oh, they're announcing it so people don't expect Punk." The, and, and and by all means they worked, worked every ep- yeah, yeah yeah and and they worked all the dirt sheets and essentially like now everyone is well, a couple people are very you know are pissed um because they got worked and now that's like going off in their actual like feelings about the show and feelings about wwe and all this other shit that alvarez does but um it's because like we didn't really truly know but you still were hopeful for that because it's chicago right like Mike, you probably know better than me what CM Punk means to Chicago, even though I don't know if you've gone to a show that CM Punk was at, have you?
2: I actually have not.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, listen, we'll get you we'll get you hugging CM Punk in no time.
2: You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like um just that kind of like moment and being able to like keep it within themselves like every not everything has to be told not everything Mm. has to be shared and i think this is one of those moments that it popped so well and it came out so good because it feel like no one knew and the reality is up until
0: i guess showtime no one knew yeah yeah and and credit to credit to WWE for keeping that under wraps for so long credit to Triple H and Nick Khan for for kind of sealing the deal. We got some we, we got a lot of information that came out after it, but you know, the it hit a million views in 8 hours on their YouTube. Their highest Triple H's highest liked and and interacted with posts, with the with the point. What did you think about the point? The point was crazy, right? The the point is surreal. Like Triple H and the Triple H and uh I don't even
1: think <sighs> It's surreal because Triple H is doing his best as a businessman, um, but I'm still not sure of his own personal feelings on him. But it looks like it looks like and it feels like there's been some sort of maturity and change,
0: right? Like the the personal we, feelings don't matter no more. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like with Triple H, it's what's best for the company that he now has to shepherd from one of the greatest promoters of all time. Like that he 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 did. Essentially, let's be clear here, he did what Vince could not do. And that's bring right. back, well, back
1: but here's the thing. Let's let's talk about um ten years ago for a quick second, because we want to stay in the past. Do you feel like Triple H had any fault in CM Punk kind of like leaving based on how things were going with CM Punk building up to that? thing or do you feel like he was also just doing business then too and not necessarily like a personal vendetta but like could business have been done better in that situation that would have alleviated the situation or do you feel like it was a powder keg at that moment CM Punk
0: was- left CM Punk left completely on his own accord he was going to get the he told us this he was going to get the Mania main event he was going to get the triple H match he was going to get all those things he left on his own accord mm. sometimes Like you've said it before, it's sometimes it might not be your turn, but your turn will come up. And it was going to be Punk's turn coming up. He left on his own accord. I don't. I I don't think. I think Triple H was a part of his frustration having to work under someone like that, having to kind of deal with the machinations of the politics of it. But that was ten years ago, and Triple H is no. no, He's he's in a different position than he was then. Well,
1: that's what I was going to say because I do feel like, in my personal opinion, I feel like the business of. How things went down during his run, like he came back with the like, you know, the Triple H, the, the the Kevin Nash thing, and then you go a couple later, a couple years later, he wants to be, you know, he's fishing for the main event, never really gets the main event or anything like that. Um, doesn't want the match with Triple H, doesn't trust Triple H in any kind of instance or anything of the Magic um but now i mean 10 years later you kind of like see the maturity of it all cm punk is in a different place in his life hopefully i mean he was being up niggas like 10 months ago but um triple h definitely in a i think he's a much more mature businessman in terms of like what's best for business what's best for the show kind of deal um i think it's a that picture signified like again age maturity kind of like um and doing what's
2: best for ultimately the people that they want to serve. Yeah, I agree. Def- Triple H is just is definitely a company man through and through. So I think he's just, like you said, with whatever's best for business, he can put aside for the betterment of WWE.
0: Yeah, I, I mean he said it himself. He said, if you haven't changed, you know, in the last 10 years and you messed up. And, and I think that. If we look and, and look between the lines of what CM Punk himself said when he went to AEW, saying how he wanted to give back, saying how he wanted to help out, stories that we've heard from backstage interviews and backstage, you know, comments that we heard from like Wade Keller and Mike Johnson, is that he wanted to play up at himself as being the locker room leader in AEW, and that was a locker mm-hmm. room that is already largely um, divided um, in terms of like the clicks that they were that they had, and also very young and and not not guided divided and not guided is what I could say from what I from what Come I on, know man. from what I know I'm just saying <laughs> divided and not guided from
2: what I know it didn't help that it, it didn't ahead. help that they were saying that it didn't help that they were saying that they that they weren't listening. they weren't taking any advice from legends they were just kind of doing their own thing they wouldn't reach out to anybody.
0: Exactly imagine being in a situation like that as someone who and what if there's one thing we know about CM Punk he getting to the to the bag. He's getting to the bag no matter what. But for him to say, oh, not, not only am I going to try and get to the, to the bag there, but I'm going to try and help people. And then that being rebuffed. And then he gets into a situation where now you've got people that have been there for, for 10, 20 years. You've got people, who, the same producers are still there, Meals. the same. There's a couple new ones, but you know, the, Michael Hayes, Triple H, Pritchard, same guys are still there. You know what I mean? And in bringing that back, you're a bigger star now. You're a bigger name. This is a bigger company. This is a bigger bag. It just makes sense for it to happen, but what is what do you think in terms of CM Punk's career? What did the AEW run represent now? What does that represent now to you guys? Like, what does that mean looking back on it? It's it's almost like he's. It's, it's, I mean, I feel as though he's not going to talk about it, you know, anytime soon. We've heard reports he's not going to re- reference it in in his promos, but what does that run represent to to you guys now?
1: I feel like all right. So AEW to me represented a chance initially i think it definitely did represent a chance of at redemption right like for years of growing to hate the business and then coming back for the love of it i think that's what it was initially representing and for i mean for pretty much throughout the first kind of like act of that kind of thing but until all the way up until he got injured um the first time it did really represent that. I mean, he was doing things with MJF that was brilliant. He was having matches with Lee Moriarty and Powerhouse Hobbs and, you know, um, Dustin Rhodes and a lot of other people kind of like on the show and and really bringing, really um, shining his star on that show so we can elevate more stars. And then I also think he came in with a lot more of a business mind as opposed to like a, a mind of a wrestler, which I think... It, it, to be honest with you i think that comes as the big great divide between most people who don't really get it with AEW and i can kind of like lean back to cody kind of having that business mindset as opposed to moving forward with the wrestler mindset it usually kind of ends up becoming a um some sort of conflict of interest but what it ended up as really kind of just feels like a lesson of like <sighs> It's weird. I think what it was supposed to be and what it ended up with is like two completely different like things. But I don't want to completely say, I mean, I get to me it's a failure on AEW's part. Like that's the But is and it? kind of a failure on Punk's part too? Okay.
0: Okay, Let, let's let's unpack that. Let's unpack that. A okay. failure in AEW's part, right? Yes. Is the failure the to me, the failure is not that they let him leave because I think they absolutely had to fire him. That is not that, no,
1: absolutely the, the, the failure is not having not being able to pretty much utilize him in a very you know. in, in any kind of like strong way, not being able to cut the noise out and say, let's do what's best for the company. I think ultimately they didn't do what's best for the company when they they did what's best for the company when they had to fire him but ultimately the entire messy thing with brawl out wasn't best for the company at all and even the things after it in terms of the collision and the bucks you know doing their thing on that show and all this other stuff like that none of that seemed like what's best for the company all of it seemed very um hurtful yeah, yeah, self-serving, but ultimately hurtful for the reputation of a company that was growing and seemed like to have some sort of positive momentum.
2: Yeah, like Punk with AEW, just kind of—it seems like on paper it makes sense. It's like it—they—they it, kind of—you would think that they mirror his ideals of like of wrestling. It's just somewhere along the lines, they weren't. I guess you could say they weren't accommodating enough for him, but I think it's also kind of a reflection of at least on Punk's end, it's kind of like his frustrations with I don't want to say he, like, it was to spite I don't want to say he did it to, like, he was with them just to spite WWE, but it just kind of seemed like everything he he wanted to get back into wrestling and he did things that where he could be without directly being associated with WWE, he did the, uh, the Fox show, but it was like the whole thing was, I'm working for Fox, not WWE. He went, so he wanted to get back into wrestling and he goes to AW. But I don't, I think it's not, I don't, I don't know. I think he, he, want, he didn't know what he wanted. And then when he got what he thought he wanted, he realized this isn't it. Yeah. Isn't that a sucky thing?
0: I mean, it's almost like you, it's almost like, you know, imagine this, right? Like, and just walk with me here. Imagine you go somewhere the perfect job that you feel as though was created and meant for you. It has the perfect team, the perfect coworkers, the perfect boss, the perfect places. It's giving you, it's paying you what you want. It's letting you do what you want to do. It's giving you that freedom, but it's not fulfilling you at all. Mentally, emotionally, goals wise. It's not fulfilling you at all. Imagine that happening. But not only that, you're dealing with all types of external things going on about who you are as a character, who you are as a person. Even if you're trying to, as you said, meals, you're trying to change. You're trying to show, you know what what you can do. Trying to help, if you will, and that's being turned down. The perfect spots, the perfect places, aren't always perfect. You know, I, I had someone tell me before that you know, as it, it, perfect as something may seem, as perfect as a job may seem, it is still a job. And I think that. The AEW tenure for Punk was this is the this is the perfect job, but it's still a job, and he had to realize that and recognize that, and I think that drove him crazy. Honestly, I really I think,
1: well. I I think not necessarily. I think he was fulfilled in some sort of sense because I felt like he was generally felt like he was giving back to a company. So I do feel like there was some fulfillment at that standpoint. I don't think it was serving him in kind of like any way that was. Um, positive from a standpoint of like i'm getting um like i true i'm truly like because of all the mental hurdles and all the social hurdles and all these other things i felt like it was and the physical hurdles to be honest with you um because they had him working a crazy schedule at this point like just coming back into wrestling for the first time in 80 years and working a semi-weekly schedule it's kind Mm -hmm. of nuts um but I don't think it was serving him from that point, but I do feel like at points he did feel fulfilled in like, okay, I'm doing ultimately what's best. I'm having this feud with MJF and I'm making a new star. I'm, you know, doing this feud with Moxley. And while Moxley is a star in his own right, further elevating that star, right? Like even what he was trying to do with collision in a sense, even though it again not serving him from the standpoint of the social standpoint, because he had to like essentially to be able to create a show that served him, he had to push away everything that didn't serve him, and he had to um, say no. These people are not allowed on this show, and all this other stuff. But ultimately, that creates friction with the company. Like we, you don't want to work for a company where you can't even, especially some of the biggest stars in the company, you cannot even work with them or even con- maintain any kind of like professional, you know, um, rapport. Guys, on. Yeah, yeah, build any professional rapport like you can't you can't operate under those things. So again, that led to kind of like this more and more friction kind of building up. But I feel like even though even in those instances, he felt like he was doing the good thing, teaming up with FTR, um, having this match with Ricky Starks, um, probably going on to a feud with I mean with Joe. He was helping. He was, even if he knew Collision was going to fail. He was like, I'm going to do the best of what I can for these talents who I also feel like are being underserved in these standpoints. So he was doing that, and I think that led to some sort of fulfillment. Now, ultimately, what happened at the end of the day was, again, the the, the friction that all of that brought upon of putting yourself in this bubble, um, alienating a lot of people, resisting a lot of these people, put him in this kind of standpoint where people felt like they could, <laughs> I guess, say whatever they want about him um and they he did. proved that not yeah, it, yeah to be honest with you but even the leading up to the end of it like kind of really it's it's i really hope jungle boy isn't the devil on AEW show because i think that would be at this point i don't think
0: you could, no, could fire jungle boy No, i mean you could yeah. but I, I think that you know r- real glass Crimea river is, is gonna live on? Is gonna live on for an in infamy? You know what I'm saying? In in terms of, of of like what what's really going on there? And I I I fully believe that punk, like we said, he he was trying to make a change. He was attempting to to make to make that change in, in a positive way. But I also feel as though but, like but, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna I was gonna ask a question, but I feel like you're about to ask the same question.
0: No, go ahead, ask the question. Go ahead, go ahead. What, what was the question gonna be?
1: When CM Punk returned from the brawlout thing, do you feel like he still wanted to be at AEW, given all the things that we saw happen just this year alone? No. Do you feel like he wanted an out some way and didn't care whether he got fired or not, to be honest with you?
0: I, I, think, I, I think that's true. I think that's true. I, I don't think he wanted to be there.
2: What about you, I- Mike? Yeah, I can I can see that it's just kind of uh, after brawl out. You, his you, you could just kind of tell his frustrations were just like at its max, and he was just trying to he was not out, essentially going through the motions, but like if whatever happens happens. But they they also they never took the
1: meeting with him, right? Yeah, like that's a, that's something that could have changed pretty much how this entire thing gone. So maybe they also didn't want him there either, but. Imagine if they took that meeting.
0: They just think look about like it. here. They look like goofs here. Like I, I think that essentially that meeting would have been like the money meeting. Like that's all they they wanted him to act. Remember, they said they wanted to give him like a probationary period where he, if he didn't do anything, uh, if he didn't
1: beat up people for six months,
0: yeah, that, then that he he could come. You know, they have a meeting with him. I'm like, no, this is this is crazy. You know what I mean? Like this is this is nuts. And I and I think that no one should have to deal with that. And, and but I also feel like. In terms of the of the failure or the fumble conversation, I think that the infrastructure is is the, the infrastructure of, of, of what that company is. They need to t- look good, you know, look very deep and, and hard into how they act and, and how they treat people there. I, I I think that having the the love bomb thing, that the tweets that came out before Raw was ridiculous. <laughs> Can we just talk about this for a second? What the hell rallying is rallying the troops? Rallying the troops for what? For what the the guy's getting a new job? Imagine if when when this happened in 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 Punk, you know what I'm saying? Uh, went to to AEW. Imagine WWE people saying, "I WWE pays my bills. They they they've given me so many opportunities. Like like what? Imagine that. That's ridiculous. You know what I'm people saying. Are,
1: I mean, it, it to me they there was this little news report came out about like. Um, the biggest thing, someone close to Tony Khan talked to him today, and he's not really worried about the CM Punk thing. He's worried about Shibata and how he can get him back to the United States. I'm like, that doesn't, first of all, crazy. Second, um, that Who doesn't cares? really show. With, yeah, but also that doesn't really show with the way kind of like things are going. I'm, I know people, I love AEW. They love their job. They love working there. They love the freedom that they get. They love that they have a boss they can kind of like tap on the shoulder and he's also a mark just like them. Fantastic. (laughs) Amazing. Great. Good for you. However, yeah, but none of this, all of this seems pathetic (laughs) in the way of you're treating another man being hired and you kind of having to respond kind of so viscerally, not
2: viscerally, pathetically to it. Um, it's like those post-breakup tweets where he we didn't lose him. He lost us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, it's
2: a, uh, I mean, so what? Do, how how does the, uh, you know what? I can't even
1: ask how to AEW move from here because, to be honest with you, it's not AEW's problem anymore, and it hasn't been a, their problem for a couple of months. To be honest with you, it looks terrible. Don't get me wrong. It is a slam dunk and a half. It yep. is saying, and, and, and it's going to look even worse by the time it hits WrestleMania 40 but (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah but it it's like you kind of really got to look at these kind of like stars that are jumping over from AEW to WWE and kind of seeing how their careers are kind of like even you look at Lexus King right who to be honest with you not the best yet but is getting there and has way more of a thing going on than he ever had in AEW Way more of an opportunity. And the opportunity is the thing that brought people to AEW, right? Like, it was a, you get the opportunity to wrestle in front of things and show people all this other stuff like that. But WWE is the one providing the opportunity to make him an actual star. Like, it's a, there's going to be a real, I don't know if there's going to be a real conversation because to be honest with you, the internet can't have a real conversation with themselves. Well, they
0: haven't had a, they haven't had a real conversation since he left. It's like, okay, or <clears throat> here's my thing. The, the the they they love to navel gaze at their favorite stars and think that they have the same moral uh, conundrums that they do that they or at least that they act like they have on the internet right so it's mm-hmm. like immediately it's like okay punk what about uh, what about Saudi money what about the what about the blood money what about all of that remember all that like it's, it's like I mean sure <laughs> sure yeah 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 that's definitely a thing. For sure, that, that that happens and that he's talked about before. But at the end of the day, when have we... I, I, I'm just confused as to, like, when was Punk never about that money? Can somebody help me here? When when was he not about that money?
1: I can't say 2019 he wasn't about the money because he literally said he would never come back to WWE and then took a job specifically talking about WWE.
0: Exactly. For <laughs> <The whole> a
1: <laughs> weekly audience every week. Like, that, that, that Fox job, to me, was like, okay, he is... Not that he's broke or anything, but clearly, like if the check is big enough, he'll definitely do it. He doesn't have hard feelings enough stemming from that standpoint. I think, to be honest, it's probably five years. I don't know if there's any therapy involved from them. Um, I don't know w- what kind of growth he's kind of went through with himself. I think we'll probably all learn that on whatever trademarked peacock documentary they're gonna <laughs> produce for this. Um, but I think. Uh, I think the feelings, and we're going to talk about that, I guess, with the Raw promo. The it, it feels like the feelings that were there in 2014 are not there now. And mm-hmm. I quote that also I mean, his idol Brett, it felt like the feelings in 1997 that were there with Brett Hart wasn't there in 2010, to be honest, 2004, but 2010 when he officially came back and I think that allows again for growth in this kind of situation I don't think we could have saw CM Punk's growth in AEW I think you saw it initially don't get me wrong I think in the first couple months you saw that I think in the first couple months you saw that he wanted to get back Um, and he was doing that in a real meaningful way and one that actually like you know affected numbers as opposed to people who just go there and literally nothing changes the needle it stays in the exact same place
0: yeah
1: uh, but by the end of it you couldn't really see it because of like where they kind of like drew him to this standpoint
2: yeah, now hoping that you see it in wwe go ahead mike I was about to, I'm sorry, but I was going to say, uh, and I think that's what makes the point picture so significant because it's kind of like, uh, it, it's, uh, I guess, a signal to like everybody that if CM Punk, the most scorned ex wrestler, can let essentially bygones be bygones, then it kind of lets everybody else who may have, who originally went from to AEW to be like, man, maybe things can be better for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, and literally the day after Punk, uh, or, or two days after, we, we see that Punk uh, signed WWE, QT Marshall quits AEW. That's that's a big news. <laughs> <title>. <laughs> hey, man. QT Marshall is gone from AEW at the end of the
1: year. I mean, he's pretty much done. The year's done. pretty much
0: yeah. He, yeah, he's never there. But
1: he his his response well, it was his response in kind of like why well, or what did people close to him say? Since that's a technical term we have to use.
0: I, I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know. They they they. they... But close to
1: the T. Marshall situation essentially says that he wants to go be a star and realize that wasn't going to happen in AEW. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. Um Now, I don't know where. I mean, he seems to be do- doing very well in Mexico, but I don't know where he's he's planning on being a star um moving forward. This is QT Marshall. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, I don't know, AEW, they gotta, they gotta look themselves in the mirror a little bit.
0: They don't want to, they're never going to, they're, they're never going to look inward. This is not a company that looks inward ever. Like th- th- this is not a company that looks inside of what they do, the, the type of things they run. Look at what they do, bruh. You had Daniel Bryan, disappointment of the year, might I add, most disappointing guy of the year. That that statement was 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 ass. Can I can can we just be real, bro? Like, like seriously, that statement was ass. I can't believe he did that. Actually, I can't believe he did that. I can believe it. I can believe it. He 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 fucking he tweeted that with one eye, Mills. He tweeted that with one fucking eye. He said, "Hey, man. Sometimes the hardest decision. But my, my thing is, what, what's the what's the strategy behind him kind of throwing shots at Punk? There, in my opinion, he was throwing shots at Punk. Talking about sometimes the easiest decision is the hardest one, or some shit like that. And the hardest one is the more fulfilling. Some some shit he was trying to say. What what were y'all's uh, views on him kind of throwing shots at Punk there,
2: Mike? Uh, uh, I'm trying, like, I'm trying to remember the tweet uh, uh, verbatim." Oh. Hold on, let me
0: let me let me let me go find that. Let me go find that tweet because I'm gonna scroll up in our Discord. If you're not on the the Patreon, tap in. Uh, where is that shit at? Actually, no, I think I tweeted it back out. Yeah, here it goes. Uh, my dad always told me the right thing is often the hardest thing to do. It won't always make the most money. It won't always be the most popular, but it's still the right thing. Hashtag AEW.
1: Oh, brother. oh bro! i mean just so unnecessary i think but here's my thing like again i don't understand where this is coming from i feel like they live legitimately i don't know if tony has a um thing that this is a massive attack on aew like this is like this is D Day. This is atomic bomb dropping. This is all these other things. I don't know if they feel emboldened in that kind of like standpoint,
0: thing but none right. of this is necessary. The thing <laughs> is right. The thing is right. He he. They all do this. They they do this whole thing, and Tony says he can't talk about the punk thing. But I'm like you. you I think these tweets you've said enough. I think you've said a lot with these tweets, right? He's he's said a lot. These, these tweets are saying a lot about where their mindset is, what they're feeling. It's very clear that they are they're they're shaken, and that's and that's completely understandable that they're shaken. But don't don't act like you're not shaken by what by what's going on. Like this is absolutely shaking your company at its core and making them have to think about you know what you know where they are, what their place is in in the wrestling world. Like that's absolutely the truth. So I mean, you look at it that way. Uh, that the Brian tweet makes absolutely no sense <laughs> to be for him to do that. I,
1: I don't know. This should, I mean, it's, it's between that. I mean, it looks like when it rains, it pours because we also have the MJF situation going on, where MJF seems to be legit hurt from that match. <laughs> from all the spots that we said were stupid, it definitely was stupid. Um, <laughs> but it looks like he's hurt from the the match that he had with Jay White. So not only did you not make jay white look great in any instance coming off of that match but now your biggest star your biggest draw everything is kind of like hurt so Mm -hmm. when it comes to aew it feels like when it rains it falls and it 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 feels like maybe they have kind of like low morale in this situation which could prompt those kind of like tweets i kind of low-key feel like these are all things for tony because i feel like in this situation And you can kind of, like, based on the Tuesday ratings thing, I think he legitimately feels hurt and legitimately feels all these things from it. And he can put on a smile and all this other stuff like that. But I feel like it's his own company that's trying to ease kind of, like, things that are moving forward. But I don't think they, I mean, to be honest with you, I think we saw less tweets this time, which is good.
0: Because I some people say, this is goofy as fuck.
1: (laughs) Ricky Starks.
0: Um, <laughs> but Why am I doing this?
1: Yeah, like, why Why do we need to, like, have this kind of, like, thing every time? Like, but to be honest, with you see him, Punk, coming to WWE, I always expected it, no matter what. I didn't think he would re-sign to AEW. Things would have to have gone really well in AEW for him to re-sign, which is not out of the question. But things went prob- probably the most terrible it could have in any situation. <laughs> <laughs> um like because you see everyone's re-signing back big deals. Christian is re-signed, Chris Jericho's re signed, the Bucks are re signed, Hangman Page resigned, everybody's re-signing. It's like, oh yeah, we win. Yay! Um <laughs> but realistically, like the the, 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 the true needle movers, <laughs> the, the 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 true creative minds of the biz that try to give them back and, and it, it feels like the AEW is out of touch and and, and seems to be out of touch as well for me to say for aew but it, it doesn't feel like they can communicate on the same kind of like wavelength from a business standpoint aew wrestling they got it okay got it in droves you got continental classics you got texas death matches you got all that other stuff but the business part of it that really accentuates and really enhances all of this, they can't seem to get a grip on. And if they even did manage to find just some sort of get their head screwed on straight, even just minorly, they could be in a much better situation right now. Even despite MJF being injured, Adam Cole being injured, CM Punk leaving, Jay leaving, Cody leaving, all these other stuff like that. They could be in a much bigger, richer place. But they can't get in their own. They can't even develop new stars. MJF is out and everyone's wondering what the hell we're going to do.
0: Now, now going to be on TV? The Bucks are on hiatus, which perfect time to go on hiatus, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, they must have heard the scuttlebutt somewhere. <laughs> was like, let's get out of here. Perfect
0: um, time to go. Hey, I couldn't think of a more perfect time for you guys to take a vacation. Good job. Bravo. The, the Some of the greatest workers of our generation are the Young Bucks. Did you Did you not know that?
1: I mean, that's what I hear. Big and true.
0: But before we we wrap up um, on our free show here, there were some people in WWE that were openly not very excited to see CM Punk back. Uh, One such person being uh, one man, Seth Rollins, who made a lot of news uh, after the show ended for his reaction to CM Punk's return. Uh, you see him in a video being held back, cussing, punk out, saying "go fuck yourself" and all types of things there. So it seems to me that this is obviously is not something that is real, but uh, it seems to me that this is, this is something that they're working t- they're working towards.
1: WWE is going the- to do it, oh, yeah. But I also think they did it in the most natural way instead of it being very very hokey. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And. And instead of it, like, crossing a boundary that I feel like AEW would have done. Someone would have said something about, like, this guy never drew a dime or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> they they would have gone over the line was like, that's a, that's why you got fired from your job. They love a good you got fired from your job and now you're here joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think this is a much more natural, you can, it, it again... Based off of the Seth Rollins stuff that happened over the last number of months, they're taking in a very organic route um, of telling the story. And each part of it is telling the story. This is Triple H. This is what Triple H loved to do. From Survivor Series to Mania, he loves that route of booking. Yeah. He will take a story. You will take Sting's appearance at Survivor Series and carry it all the way to WrestleMania. You know, he yeah, will take... And carry him. Yeah, 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 and then bury him. He will take, <laughs> he will take um, a a a chance thing of Roman Reigns winning the WWE title in a tournament at Survivor Series, and carry that to a match with him at WrestleMania. Like this is this is what again even the 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 the, the last year, Sami Zayn to the Usos thing again a little bit further. But this is the long game, the organic storytelling that he loves to do, and I think it's going to end up at WrestleMania. Um, in a in a in a major way. I think um it's weird. So stay with me on this.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> CM Punk coming back to the WWE is great. Yes. But if there's any trepidation I have about this, it's the in-ring kind of like thing, right? Um he's not where he was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wrestled in AEW. I can't besides the MJF thing, not a bunch of like memorable matches you can kind of like really grab onto or gravitate towards. He's not bad. But I'm trying to figure out like what are the programs that I want to see with CM Punk that I feel like can come up that can present a classic moment. And to me. There's Rollins, yeah. There's Roman, which I'm gonna yeah. assume is gonna be <laughs> Roman's gonna thing him, and there's Cody, and that might be it. <laughs> I,
0: I here's the thing: there's a I lot feel, more.
1: I, I want to see what I want to see what Cody. I want to see what CM Punk does. Really, I'm, I'm I I kind of want to see him again, like kind of what he did in AEW, like work with a lot of other talent as well. Because those I feel like are... I feel like he's... I don't want him to replace the edge role in a one-to-one kind of situation, right? He spends six months feuding with this one person. He goes away for three months and then he comes back and do it again. Like I feel like he's someone that needs to be a little bit more ingrained into the product, if that makes sense.
0: No, it makes a lot of sense. But I I think that... um, I, I think that personally... There are a lot of people that we would not expect for him to have bangers with. I mean, Gables there. You could get something out of Gunther. I think Punk as a as a fiery baby face. It could it could mirror that Brock Lesnar match. You could almost do Brock again. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I I at least felt as though Brock actually did like the kid when they wrestled. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He, and it's a
1: I, it's a different it's a different Brock than when he wrestled him last time.
0: Yeah, and it's a different Punk. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of matchups that we could see happen that are a, a, away from the obvious. But I think the one that we you didn't mention and that none of us mentioned, and I think that's someone that I do feel as though might be a little bit chafed about the punk thing is Kevin Owens. That's something that I want to see too. Mm. That's the Bucks, mm. that's their man's. <laughs> that's your <laughs> man's. <laughs> that's your man's. Like that's their man, Joe. Like they they are friends. And I can't imagine that he is feeling the best about punk being there. But I can't, I can't imagine a world where he wouldn't try and make money with him because KO has made money with a lot of people there. So I would love to see that.
1: It's a, I'm interested on what's on the horizon, but I don't like I said, I don't want it to be like this one to one kind of thing of replacing putting Punk in that Edge role because, you know, as much as good as Edge was, I feel like CM Punk needs like his his true bread and butter is like working with the younger talent and kind of like everybody. I feel like that's where he can most strongly contribute as opposed to like these spectacle matches, which he's going to have. Um, but I feel like the the opportunity to work with young talent and bring them along, kind of like the MJF thing, kind of like the Darby Allen thing, kind of even like the Moxley thing in an instance, I think that's where he truly makes his bread and butter. So I'd like to see him work with, honestly, I'd like to see him work, work with Braun Breger I'd like to see him work with. Um, <laughs> I'd like to see him work with a couple other people from the roster, like Melo and all these other things. Like bring Damian Priest. I think that could be a great one. Um, just like not the same names, not the not too much of a big. But I know he's going to spend like the first two years working with the big names for sure. Yeah. Like, but I want to th- see him a couple more people yeah
0: one more thing how many how, how long do you think he'll be uh in another part-time thing I, I i absolutely have heard that he's going to be part-time but um how many how many months is going to be maybe big events like big fours big fives and then he's out for a couple months or or, or what because i i think they don't want to overexpose him and i think that's like the best way to
2: go about it is to not overexpose him
0: i, I feel like it's part-time
2: till we'll... to... sorry go no go ahead i i think he does part-time till about mania Mm-hmm. I think he does part-time until,
1: sorry no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool, it's hard I'm eager to answer, I think he does part-time until the roster trusts him enough <laughs> <laughs> where they want to be around him in a full-time capacity <laughs> like, where he's built a rapport with people on the show like, they are like <laughs> the, the best things they're like, oh, Punk recorded some things and they recorded things with, like, Kofi Kingston and Bailey. I was like, he doesn't really have any more friends there, does he? <laughs> <laughs> like he's literally just – and Kofi Kingston, I'm not even sure when the last time he's talked to Kofi Kingston. That was um, the
0: first person that I that, that I was like, he needs to kid. apologize. He needs to apologize to Kofi for sure. That was the first person I, I thought of to uh, that he needs to apologize to.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I could also see him in the thing with Grayson Waller. I think Grayson Waller would be a great – uh. Opponent for Punk as well. Great TV Um, opponent
0: for sure. Great TV opponent for sure.
1: What do you? What did you? Before we get into Patreon, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more on Patreon. What did everybody think of
0: his promo on Raw? (laughs) We'll get into the reactions. We'll get into the reactions. uh, Okay, um, but I I I laughed very very much. (laughs) I laughed a lot and but I also felt that it was sincere, but I also know that he's one of the greatest like workers on the mic ever. So even if it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? He's going to make us believe that it was sincere, but there's two, the two words made me cry laughing because I was like, yeah, (laughs) I was like, they're going to be on your ass for that one
2: for a life. He's he's definitely been studying those Cody promos.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For damn sure. For damn sure. But yeah, it, it, I, I I think it was a success. I I think in terms of just like how the everything worked, like I I think that the promo was largely a success. So, um, I I wasn't mad at it at all.
1: I wish he got a little bit more time, but again, I feel like a lot of people. We'll get into the reactions on Patreon because a lot of people expected him to throw AEW under the bus. Um,
0: it was never going to happen.
1: Yeah, but it felt like okay, I'm starting over. Like this is before it felt like he knew what was kind of like his reputation before WWE and kind of like what ended his rep, what ended as his reputation in AEW, hard to work with prick, asshole beats up kids, all types of other things. Um, but now he's like, listen, I've changed. <laughs> I can't. I am home. <laughs> I'm home was nuts. Okay. <laughs> oh, brother. Um, but hey.
0: We're gonna talk all about that on Patreon. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank you, Mike. Rob, we're gonna thank you again when we get off the show. But I want to thank uh, Mike for joining the show, our Roy Rumble Pool winner. Uh thanks for joining us on the show, man.
2: Uh my pleasure, man. love being here, love talking it up with you guys. Big fan.
0: All right. So we're going to get out of here. We're going to talk about Raw. And, uh, you know, of course, if you want to hear our show reviews, hit us up on Patreon, man. Five dollars down, we'll just get you, uh, you know, all the all the bonus shows that you that you ever dreamed or imagined from us. But also, you know, pay a little bit more. You get in our discord. One of the one of the best discords in the world, bar none. But uh thank you guys for listening for Mike and Meals. I am Justin wishing you guys a blessed week and we'll see you guys next week on The A Show.